Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast, broadcasting live from Wheat Ridge, Colorado, the home of the champions. Today is Thursday, November 4th, 2021, and we will be discussing an article that appeared in TechCrunch a few days ago entitled, and let me get the exact title pulled up, just for the sake of accuracy. It's entitled, Microsoft Announces New Tools to Modernize Supply Chain and Manufacturing by Ron Miller. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Harper. How are you this morning? I'm doing fine. I'm looking forward to this uh, episode. Uh, This uh, article by Ron Miller, it's something that's very timely, very important, and uh, uh, it's a beautiful day in Colorado to talk about supply chain and manufacturing. Excellent. Well, I have not read the article, so I'm coming into it cold. I know that you have read the article. I would like to just say... um, I do think that supply chains do need technologization. Um, However, um, digital solutions to physical problems, sometimes they sound good in theory, but they perhaps uh, in practice, sometimes you just need more port space or more shipping containers or more warehousing space and no amount of uh, computer programming can can manage that for you, but it may be able to help you see what you need. Do you see what I'm saying? It's part of the solution. It's not the solution. Yes, I guess that's that's a good way to put it. Yes. Um, So should we get into the article? Yeah, let's get into it. Let's see what uh, Ron Miller, uh, is Ron Miller a a writer with uh, TechCrunch? I believe so. Yeah, he's just an, uh, uh, and he interviewed, uh, I read this article, he interviewed uh, the, the uh, head of uh, supply chain and manufacturing for Microsoft. Wow. And uh, I'm and I th- I'm sure that it's a PR thing. You know, Microsoft, they're unveiling new tools. They want to talk about it, and they're getting press out there. Yeah, but it's good to see. Yeah, that's true. And uh, a- a- as you know, I teach supply chain uh, management, and uh, this is just an advertisement. But it's good to see what they advertise, what they're trying to push. But then we'll be talking today shortly, briefly, about uh, problems with how to make this work. Mm-hmm. Again, this is part of the solution. It's not the solution. And if uh, manufacturing companies think this is the solution, that could be a bigger problem than they have now. Yes. I mean, also, it could improve your efficiency, but it may not be the thing that you should be throwing money at right the second. Because a lot of people say, oh, we have this problem. How do Who's willing to take our money? And Microsoft says, oh, we'll <laughs> take your money. And yes, it's one place you can spend your money, but it may not be the place you should spend your money. That's right. That's right. Uh, um, so, yeah, we can get into the article. Shall I just read the first couple paragraphs and we can take a break? Sure. Go for it. Okay, it's called Microsoft Announces New Tools to Modernize Supply Chain and Manufacturing. Unlike some of the articles we do, which are more... Um, I'd say academic. This one Mm -hmm. is more news. Um, So we'll get into it. The pandemic has wreaked havoc on the world's supply chains for a number of reasons, from a lack of raw material to labor shortages. But whatever the reason, the problems are persisting, and Microsoft has decided to bring to bear its considerable resources on modernizing the supply chain and manufacturing. 
To help address these issues, the company is announcing a new manufacturing solution called the Microsoft Cloud for Manufacturing, along with Dynamics 365 Supply Chain Insights, a tool designed to give customers more visibility into what's happening along their supply chain routes, and intelligence to deal with issues as they arise. Both products are being announced at Microsoft Ignite and are available in preview starting today. That sounds an awful lot like an advertisement, does it not? It's, it's exactly what it is. So they're announcing two things, and uh, he's he's framing this. He's framing it in that uh, the uh, Microsofts had decided to bring to bear its considerable resources on modernizing supply chain and manufacturing. Wow, mm -hmm. that's a really big statement. Mm -hmm. So micro Microsoft's going to solve this. <laughs> but that's what you got to do to sell things, and uh, they are addressing the issue. I'm not. I'm not sure that uh, uh, this is this. Well, we'll talk about it as we get into the article. Yeah, it's uh, perhaps it's a good start. So, I would like to compare it to something. Um, I'd like to compare it to Google Maps or Waze. I don't know if anyone uses Waze anymore, but I remember. Um, Five or six years ago, was that that sounds about right? Five or six years ago, we went to um, visit Laura, my sister, your daughter, out on uh, in Boston, and we went to Cape Cod, and I picked up a local newspaper article there, and it was bemoaning the fact that Google Maps, you know, on the weekends the road into and out of Cape Cod was always jam packed, and it was the locals complaining that people would get on Google Maps and it would say, oh, well, if you get off the main drag, you can just rip through this neighborhood and you'll yeah. save 10, 15 minutes on your drive. And that was great for the drivers going to visit Cape Cod because they could get to their destination, whether it was Chatham or or whatever other place. I forget. That's the only city I remember in Cape Cod. Um, faster. Uh, but it was terrible for the people that lived there because they were using these uh, roads right in front of their houses when they traditionally would just stay on the main drag. I kind of feel like that's what a cloud solution can can do um, with the existing infrastructure. It'll say, oh, well, you could divert your resources into this area because no one's using it. You know, this route is 15 minutes faster, more or less, and that's fine unless everyone's on board with this sort of cloud-connected, um, real-time data at which point, you know, the operational efficiency you may gain by implementing dynamic 365 supply chain insights uh, becomes diminishing returns as everyone adopts it. Well, I, you're right. You're right. It's, a good, it's a very good analogy, David, because the, uh, the concept is sound. The implementation is always questionable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you start applying it, uh, so yeah, this does this and this can help. That's true. Everything he said was absolutely true. But when you start applying it, the implementation sometimes can reveal problems you've never even seen before, mm -hmm. you never thought of. And then you begin to realize, wait a minute, we have to rethink not that this tool can help us or not help us because it can, but then how do we use it? Yeah. How do we implement it? How does it become valuable to us so that's that's the challenge um should we continue with the article yeah do you want to go yeah i i won't have to say this guy's name right caglion uh, arcan caglion arcan 
That's a great name. Caglion. Did I, did I say that right, you think? I think it might be Caglian. I don't know. Caglian? Caglian. Caglian Arkin. How's that? That, that sounds, sounds good. Does that sounds, roll off the tongue? That sounds pretty good, actually. <laughs> does that roll off the tongue? Okay, here we go. Caglian, uh, Caglian Arkin, VP of Manufacturing and Supply Chain at Microsoft, says the company has been thinking about ways to help companies solve these issues and at the same time evolve into more digitally focused companies something that has been a challenge for manufacturers. Arkan says that Microsoft examined the state of things and saw brittle systems that, when faced with the pressure of the pandemic, didn't hold up well. Manufacturing and the supply chain has been very stable, very, very lean, perhaps too lean. They grew very comfortable in their very long cycles and manual siloed uh, data state, he said. He added that manufacturers had been working this way for years and they had no real reason to change until the pandemic came along. Everything stopped. The music stopped and you couldn't send employees to the shop floor anymore. Supplies were not there. You couldn't even see your supplier to know where your goods were. And that was a huge disruption, Arkand okay. explained. Okay, that's a good place to stop, don't you think? Yeah. So they're saying the pandemic showed the frailty of brittle systems. And well, I think the key, key fr I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, I, I say he's identifying a problem, and he's a salesperson as well, and his job is to sell software. He's the VP of Manufacturing and Supply Chain at Microsoft. Well, I think that his job isn't to make sure that they get silicon for Microsoft. You know, his job isn't Microsoft supply chain. His job is selling Microsoft <laughs> solutions to other people's supply chain. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, when you look Good at point. it, Microsoft does manufacture stuff, and they have a supply chain. Because uh, Microsoft makes the Surface devices. They make Surface Laptop. Um the, the little tablets, and, and then now that I think they're getting into Azure Cloud, they're making cloud computing devices. But I'm sure that as VP of Manufacturing and Supply Chain, Microsoft is a software company, so his job is less making sure they have silicon and brushed aluminum for their laptops and more selling these products that we talked about in the first <laughs> few paragraphs to companies. That's his job as VP of Supply Chain. That's very true. That's a good um, point. Because... Because it could be the other one, you know. I'm sure that they worry about, well, we have enough components to make our hardware. But I'm sure that's less of a worry than, can we sell this supply chain software to every single manufacturer in the world? That's more important to them. Well, then also the second paragraph here, he, he says, uh, which is very true, is uh, uh, they, they examine the state of things and saw brittle systems. Well, that's very true. That's been... Everyone, not everyone knows that, but that's very true. That, that's a given. But when faced with the pressure of the pandemic, they didn't hold up well. That's true, too. Mm -hmm. uh, but the manufacturing and supply chain has been very stable, very, very lean. And my students, I, uh, I teach this, and my students totally understand this. says, yeah, lean means, you know, very long, as he said, very long lead times, very long cycle times, drive down the cost. And so it's, it's very cheap. Uh, very lean and lean operations, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but the problem with lean operations is that uh, you create risks. And those risks came to the forefront with a pandemic whenever they got disrupted. 
Mm-hmm. And so he added the, that uh, that everything stopped. He, his quote is very dramatic, is wasn't it? Everything stopped. The music stopped, and you couldn't send employees to the shop floor anymore. Supplies were not there. On and on and on. Uh, but all that was very true. Yes. I mean, he's not saying anything wrong. That's uh, true. Uh, but uh, the one thing that when you read that second paragraph that I thought was, this is nothing. Software can solve. You can't send employees to the shop floor anymore. Well, if I bought Microsoft software, could I have sent employees to the shop floor? The supplies were not there. If I had brought Microsoft Dynamics 365 supply chain software, would the supplies be there? You couldn't even see your supplier to know where your goods were. If I buy Microsoft Dynamics 365 supply chain software, I'll be able to see that my supplier doesn't have the goods and my customers will be able to see, if I'm a B2B business, that I don't have the goods. But how does that help me solve the problems? That's right. <laughs> you could ju- you could just see a problem. That doesn't mean you, just, you can mm-hmm. see the solution. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. And actually, we discussed that in class as well. Yeah. That you got to have. It's not being able to see things, but being able to have the the technology. Uh, you're going to have to have your systems, business process systems, in, in place and under control. Then this can enhance that. So this enhances whatever you have. Yes. It doesn't change what you have. Yeah, and maybe it allows you to see problems and focus on them where you didn't know that you had problems. But if you can't send workers to the floor and your suppliers are plumb out of goods, if you're a a chair factory and um, the nail factory and the wood factory are out of nails and wood, like that's not going to help you make chairs just because you know that they're out of nails and wood. And they will be for the next three months. I mean, right. maybe maybe you'll start looking for another nail factory and another wood factory, but well, he first talked about lean lean operations, and then he talked about visibility. Okay, well, how does visibility really address the lean aspect? It, it doesn't. There's nothing wrong with lean, mm-hmm. uh, but and also having the ability to see that you're lean uh, doesn't change the the dynamic flexibility and, and agility of the, the supply chain. You have to really change your, your processes and, and update your processes. Uh, and the technology can do that. Mm-hmm. But you have to address the processes. The technology doesn't automatically do it. You have to uh, uh, update your process as well. Yeah. I, and I guess um, an argument in favor of micro I don't want to just say Microsoft is just trying to sell you something here because they are. But an argument in, in favor of Microsoft is... We're entering an era where, like he says, the pandemic has exposed that the traditional way of business is not particularly resilient. Now, you may need to build resiliency into your system, and you can't do that without knowing exactly what's going on in your system. And having greater insight into your system will allow you to build resilience into it for the future. I guess that would be the argument I would make if I were a Microsoft executive. Well, I I totally agree. I think that uh, Microsoft solution here is part of the solution as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's nothing wrong with you saying. You don't just ignore what he's saying. But it's not the solution. It's part of the solution. So so he's just trying to sell his part of it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what companies need, let me just let me give a plug for my students. What companies need is not just Microsoft. They need supply chain 
managers who understand supply chain technology, supply chain uh, development, uh, supply chain strategy, and know how to use the Microsoft tools to create su successful and uh, uh, flexible and uh, agile and resilient supply chains. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're out there. Uh, these companies, the manufacturing companies, if they want to to, to have the benefit, the full benefit of these Microsoft products that Arcan is uh, is proposing, they better have some uh, supply chain uh, strategists in there who know supply chain management in order to implement them correctly. Yes. Um, we go on? Sure, I'll I'll take the lead. The manufacturing okay. cloud is designed to help digitize the factory floor and provide a path to become fully digital by moving from traditional systems of record to what Arcan calls systems of reality. I think that just means real-time tracking of everything within your supply chain. That's my guess. Right. Right. Uh, that means manufacturers need to be able to link what's happening in the marketplace in terms of demand, what's happening on their shop floor in terms of production, and what's happening in the world in terms of supplies to get a big picture view so they won't get caught flat-footed as they did when demand for toilet paper and PPE ballooned early in the pandemic. Okay. Um, <laughs> the thing is, the pandemic... Yes, there were shortages in industries. However, wasn't that unforeseen? Like, should they have been carrying higher stock levels for years of toilet paper and PPE? And you know what I mean? Should they have been warehousing toilet paper to the tune of $50 million a year so that if this happened, and so the 20 years it didn't happen, they were paying that extra carrying cost. The one year it did, well... At least there's not a shortage of toilet paper. So if the system was lean, mm -hmm. it wasn't lean enough because they needed more more inventory, right? And so how does the Microsoft visibility, uh, the Microsoft that allows visibility, change the lean aspect that he proposed was the problem? And I don't think lean is the problem. I think uh, that they don't have other types of uh, uh, designs in their system to uh, to be resilient and and i think using the supply chain issues caused by the pandemic especially with something like toilet paper now ppe is a necessary good in the pandemic it was a shame we didn't have enough ppe yeah, toilet paper was a result of irrational demand in the market there was plenty of toilet paper for everyone there was a shortage of toilet paper because karen and colin went to costco and bought 15 rolls of 30. <laughs> Um, you tell them, David, you tell them. Yeah. So so should we build irrational demand into our supply chain models? And I don't like the using the demand for toilet paper in a once in a century pandemic is a good reason to re restructure your entire supply chain. Or the fact that a once-in-a-century pandemic, and it's not once-in-a-century. I know that another pandemic could happen this year that's different than COVID-19. I mean, it's just the fact that the Spanish flu was 100 years, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, the, the demand challenges created by a pandemic, you can't say that's the way it's going to be every year from now on, so we need to build our supply chains to deal with it. Companies are smart enough to realize, well, stock out in a once-in-a-century pandemic is not stock out in 2015. When we were running lean in 2015, we made more profit than we would have had we 
built resiliency into our supply chain. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's not that there's nothing wrong with a lean. There's nothing wrong with having inventory when you need inventory, positioning your inventory in your supply chain where it needs to be positioned. Uh, but you need to also think about, the, like you say, the resiliency and flexibility to respond in the short term, mm -hmm. the resiliency to, to come back in the long term when things hit that were unexpected. And so you need to be prepared, maybe not change everything. Uh, we have to be prepared uh, for these disasters. Uh, maybe not design your supply chain that's, that uh, move away from lean, uh, but have have the actual ability to respond quickly when you have these kinds of disasters, mm -hmm. and it's just being it's just being readiness, just having readiness in your supply chain, and so uh, people weren't ready, uh, and uh, but they were they were warned about it. A lot of people warned about it, but now it's coming to the front, and now these uh, these uh, vendors are jumping on board uh, to sell their products to be a solution. That's true. Again, it's part of the solution. It's not the entire solution. You need other other supply chain designs around it in order to for it to be effective. But it's a it, it, but they there again, I think Arkan has some very good points. Yes, um, he just he did he doesn't very good points for his for his position. Okay, and then that of course we're looking at it from a whole supply chain position, mm -hmm. not just his position. Yeah. But and, he's there to sell, and, and he's doing it. He's doing a good job. There's network effects too, like if. If everyone decides that these supply chain issues are the time to modernize their supply chain, you're not just emailing people scans of invoices and bills of lading. And then, you know, those JPEGs are going into your database. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're, or you're entering it into your SAP system or Oracle, um, and your Oracle doesn't talk to their Oracle uh, instance. You know, there's... There's the way that traditionally ERP systems have worked, and they have been, like he says, like he calls them. And I think this is a, um, where does he say? Siloed. Manual, siloed state. There he goes. This is very massaged um, corporate speak. But he calls them a manual siloed state because that's, I think, exactly how they have operated. And that's how sure. people built out their SAP and Oracle instances, their enterprise resource planning, is that you can see everything within your organization, but you can't see across organizations. And your suppliers right. are the lifeblood of your business. What if Microsoft offered you a solution where you could have insights to the key things that are of importance to you from your supplier? Well, they can offer you that solution if your suppliers also have that solution. So if, if well, you're- Well, to, to, support, to support what he's saying, Manual silo data state. Yeah, that's true. But is that bad? Not necessarily. Uh, it, it worked and uh, the companies grew. And it was something that the strategy companies had the past 20 years, 30 years, and it worked. Uh, and that's how they got to be strong today. And it's not that it's wrong. It's that it's need to change. It's, timed, it's time to update. Mm -hmm. It's time to, to take that next step. And I don't think it's I don't think it's fair to say that uh, that uh, they're very long cycles uh, for lean systems and and driving the cost down and and their their siloed state of of uh, uh, their data is wrong. It was right 20 years ago, but it's not right today. Mm -hmm. It's time to modernize. It's time to move on. 
And so the pandemic pandemic has just uh, just revealed that. So I don't think it, I don't think it's fair to really say that what they have, the state that they're in now, uh, it, it was inefficient. But there's nothing wrong with that because that brought us to success today. But now success for tomorrow, you need to change. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to update. You need to modernize. And and uh, one way is is I'm sure Microsoft is offering one way. Yeah. And uh, but it's part of, again part of the solution. Now, I I also think. Uh, this is just before we move on real quick. I just want to say, um, it was it was efficient. You say it's not very efficient, but the thing is, it was. They grew comfortable in long cycles, uh, lean, very lean, very very lean, perhaps too lean. That oh, I don't have the article up, and they grew comfortable in very long cycles, a manual siloed data state. Well, the thing is, very very lean, perhaps too lean, means they were operating at maximum efficiency. So it's not like it was inefficient. It was maximally efficient, and it just wasn't resilient. And then I think it's very interesting to point out toilet paper and PPE. It's fascinating to me because toilet paper doesn't have anything to do with the pandemic. That was irrational behavior on the part of the consumer. And then if you want to extend a supply chain issue that's caused by the pandemic, irrational behavior on part of manufacturers and a B2B supply chain issue, you can look at the, the semiconductor shortage. Um, there were canceling of orders, but then there were people swooped in to fill those orders. And then traditional industries that had long-standing, uh, long cycles, they weren't able to get back into that industry. They weren't able to access the supplies. Like the automakers aren't able to access the supply of the semiconductors for their display drivers. And it's causing them to not ship tens of thousands of fewer automobiles. Um, well, that's, I suppose, is that poor supply chain planning? Yes. But is that also a knee-jerk reaction to a once-in-a-century pandemic and you shoot yourself in the foot by canceling all those okay. contracts? You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, very good point. Good point. But, uh, but the solution uh, of, of all of this is not a simple solution. I think that it requires a lot of thought, a mm-hmm. lot of people thinking about this and not just, this is, I, I would say, yeah, something like this is certainly part of it. We need to modernize and, and have communications. Uh, but also there's other things as well. We need to redesign our systems, uh, look at our processes, uh, look at how we, our alliances between our suppliers and like as you say, B2B, uh, and we have to become uh, uh, much more uh, resilient and also agile in our responses to to uh, uh, to stimuli within the market and also within nature. Mm-hmm. Now, there's also an old saying in political science: "Never let a crisis go to waste." And I think that <laughs> Good uh, point. I think that Microsoft is saying now is the time: strike while the iron's hot. Get people to update their systems. You know, get them to buy our software and use the pandemic as the reason why they need our software. And um, yeah. you cannot blame them. It makes sense, right? So shall That's we continue true. with the article? Okay. We're almost done. So do you want to just read till the, uh, maybe till the end, or maybe we'll stop one more time. <laughs> okay. Uh, the manufacturing cloud is designed to help collect these signals and warn manufacturers when they might need additional supplies. The supply chain insights tool 
is specifically designed to map out supply chain routes and uh, and route out uh, issues that could affect delivery of key raw materials before bottlenecks happen. Together, they are designed to bring more agility and flexibility to manufacturing companies. Unlike the past, Microsoft recognizes that these kinds of companies, which have been traditionally modernized very slowly, don't want to rip and replace existing systems and take on a huge project. As Arcane, as Arcane says, you need to start with one successful project and then move to the next one. And he says this solution is designed to be delivered in this way. Let's see, you wanna stop there? Sure, do you have something to say about that? Yes, I think there's a lot of things he said there in a very short time. Uh, again, I think to, to, to put words in his mouth here, uh, he says, yeah, the supply chain insights tool is designed to map out the, the, route, the routes and and route out the uh, root out the issues that could be like again he's saying it's a tool it's just a tool it's not it's not a, a to solve everything and I think that uh, he says this you need to start here mm -hmm. and I really appreciate his ability to say uh, unlike the past modernized uh, Microsoft recognizes these kinds of companies which have traditionally modernized very slowly don't want to rip it out. They understand that, but they say start slowly. Mm -hmm. Start with one success and then another and then another. And so he's not saying that this is going to come in and solve everything. He says, you start with this and you build. And I think that's very wise. Uh, but notice, uh, I think as when you finish the article, notice what he doesn't say or, or he's, it's left to implication is that Microsoft is coming in and giving you one success. He says, this is one success. You build on it. He doesn't say how to build on it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say what's next. He doesn't say, what do you do next? He's just saying, let us in the door. And uh, and uh, again, it's a sales, sales job. And I think he's doing a very good job. And he's not saying we're going to solve everything because maybe he knows as many people do, many people in industry know, it's not that you rip out and replace existing systems, <clears throat> is that when you come in and assume one solution is gonna solve everything, that doesn't happen. That's true. And I mean, you know this uh, just from being in the industry, this looks an awful, I mean, I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier. This looks an awful lot like Google Maps <laughs> for supply chain, <laughs> doesn't it? That's what I said. Yeah, it does. This route is more efficient. Don't take this route. It's a 70. This score is an 85. It's a lot like that, like I was saying with the Cape Cod traveling. <laughs> but um, but you also know for years, and I know this too from working in industry, a lot of times they'll offer you um, a turnkey solution. And that's the only thing on the table. There's not like, oh, here's a supply chain insights preview, you can use it for just one project. Oh, are you trying to get something done? You can implement this for one project, it'll sit on top of your ERP system. For years, it's been, oh, are you running SAP? Well, what you should do is buy Oracle and switch all of your systems, all of your custom plugins, all of your custom programming, your production server, your development server, your testing server, switch those all from SAP servers to Oracle servers and have this huge disruption in your company, spend $10 million and 
everyone that works here will hate it. But you know who will love it? The guy that's selling you the software. He'll love that idea. He thinks it's a great idea. And nobody knows what's going on anyway. And this guy seems to be very enthusiastic about it. Why don't we just spend the money? And what this, what I think that Arcan understands is that I'm sure that these companies aren't doing back-of-the-envelope uh, enterprise resource planning anymore. They have a system in place. However arcane it may be, he's saying what Microsoft needs to do is work with their existing systems because there's there's a handful of them. So all Microsoft <laughs> needs to do is use its army of programmers to sort of plug in to the handful of ERP systems out there that so one may use to run their supply chain, the handful of hubs, um, and allow them to have this tool sit on top and then have that be in a position to, as you increase the number of projects you use, sort of have it be a replacement for whatever they're using now. So it sort of it sinks its claws in, the venom goes deep into the veins, then before you know it, you're using Microsoft for everything. Well, I think you're not wrong. I think that's very, very possible. Uh, but then when I hear that, I'm thinking uh, all you're doing is is putting pancake layers on top of other things that this is not necessarily what needs to be done to solve a problem that's new. Mm -hmm. In other words, you don't you don't solve new problems with the same solution. You just make this the old solutions more efficient. Maybe you need a new way of doing things, mm -hmm. a new solution. And I'm not saying uh, rip one out and replace it. I see you're just taking one old solution, putting another old solution in. It's rethinking how you design your chains. Yeah. But I think but then, that but managers then, will like the idea of saying, oh, I can implement this, and in one 8- to 12-week project, I can see key performance metrics. You know? Yes. And those and yields, the, the KPIs will be positive. They'll see that, and they will be very, very happy with that because their, their bottom line, they see that bottom line increases a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's short-lived. It's short term, short lived. It's not going to be a long term at all. Well, uh, you're, you're you're still you're still vulnerable. Well, you're not becoming you're not becoming any more resilient. You're just becoming more visible. This may be an eighty-five, and this may be a seventy. Like, but like I was saying with Google Maps, when everyone uses Microsoft Dynamics three sixty-five, the advantage of using it goes away. It's the opposite of a network effect. When everyone's driving on a residential road and pissing off the inhabitants of Cape Cod <laughs> and not stuck on the main street, then those, those residential streets get clogged up. And, you know, Cape Codder, old man or old lady, can't make it to the grocery store because everyone's using Google Maps now. And before, when and they just got stuck on the main road, they could still navigate <laughs> the Cape. And Google Maps saying... Well, yes, but you do see where you're going and you do see where you're at and you do see where you're stuck. And so we are doing what we said we were doing. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> it didn't solve the problem. It created other problems. But they are doing what exactly what they said they were doing. Yeah. They said that they didn't lie. They didn't lie at all. And also, you know, if you take the side roads, it may be five minutes faster. Yeah, you still may get stuck. It may have been 20 minutes faster when not everyone was using Google Maps in their car. But now it may be five minutes faster, but it's still faster. You tell them, David. Yeah, we were there. Mm -hmm. We were there. 
We experience that. Everyone experiences things like that. It's exactly yeah. the same. No, I mean, I do think there's sort of a reverse network effect when you're talking about operational efficiency, though. And sort of leaning your supply chain is an issue. A lot of times, it's not a revenue issue. It's a cost issue, leaning your supply chain or making supply chain decisions. Mm-hmm. And allowing someone to have a tool that helps them make the right decision is great. But if that tool is priced appropriately, it's just a matter of time till everyone has that tool. And the advantage you'd get from being an early adopter of something that improves your operational efficiency diminishes. Um, so I'm sure that there's you know plumbing companies that 10 years ago didn't do online billing. And over 10 years, they lost enough business where it's like, oh, we'll do online billing now. Um, you know, we'll get your email address, we'll send you the quote via email, we'll send you your receipt via email, you can pay on a little tablet when we fix your sink, you know, you swipe your credit card, it'll email you a receipt. I'm sure that they did it the old fashioned way until their customers said, no, I'm going to go with someone that's in the 21st century. Uh, and this is, you know, an arcane example for something. But if it does work like this, I think that but it'll... It does, but it doesn't make the plumber any better at what he true. does. That's true. Yeah, they could be like uh, some plumbers that we know that are, that they stink, or other plumbers <laughs> that are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It just, in other words, if you stink, bringing in all the technology will, will just help them stink more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, let's finish it off. Okay. Uh, so we're at the part where he says, "What give more? you more top line revenue?" Oh, what's more, he says that each project can build on one another and fund the next one through savings and innovation. Every step of your digital transformation, every engagement with us creates an economic headroom to add funds to the next one because we give you more top-line revenue capacity, provide savings or quality improvements in a matter of 8 to 12 weeks. That is some very corporate language, if I've ever heard it. Every step of your <laughs> digital transformation, every engagement with us creates economic headroom. That is some... Uh, yeah. That's some salesman talk. Uh, that's a bold promise. But if Microsoft can deliver on that, and that's a big if, it creates a comfortable path to modernization for companies that have traditionally rejected big kinds of changes like this. If Microsoft and other large enterprise companies like SAP and Salesforce can begin to solve some of these fundamental problems, it could begin to loosen the supply chain issues we are seeing today. While software alone can't magically produce scarce raw materials, that's what I said, or hire enough people to build and deliver supplies and goods, it can be part of a solution to help mitigate these kind of crises in the future. So he finally says it at the very end. That, yeah. Kind of like a, kind of like a caveat. He tacks it on at the end. After he makes his argument, he taxes on at the end. Uh, spoken like a true salesman. You know? but, but this is the... No, I, he did say it. This is the author. This is an Arcan. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right, David. Okay, good job, Arthur. Oh, yeah, that's, what's the guy's name? Ron Miller. Ron Miller. Yeah, Ron Miller. When you said that, I think, who, who's the guy in uh, Parks and Rec? Ron. Ron Swanson? Yeah, I, yeah, when you said Ron I thought you were going to say Swanson. <laughs> Ron Miller. That's true. Yeah, way go, Ron. He recognizes it. He sees it. He's a tech guy. Mm-hmm. Good job, Ron. That's well said. Well, well that was, said. That was the first thing I thought of. But um, 
Never let a crisis go to waste. Did you have supply chain issues because of the pandemic? Spend money on our software. And you may or may not have them the next time a once in a century catastrophic event happens. But hey, at least you'll have our software at that point. If our software can't help you mitigate the effects of a once in a century pandemic, and I don't, I hate to call it that because I am aware that next year we could have a pandemic worse than COVID-19. There's, well, no, there's no guarantee I, that it's once in a century. You know what I mean? It's just. Okay. I, I believe, David, that there's going to be other, other, it's not just pandemic. There's going to be other epidemics and there's going to be other, other disasters. There's going to yeah. be other things going to happen. We have climate change on the, on the horizon. You know, we have insurgencies. We have the technology is making things go so fast that when things go fast, disasters come faster. And so we, we're, we're at the edge. Think, mm -hmm. Things things are going to start happening a lot faster now. These 100-year disasters are going to be like 50-year disasters and, and or maybe even 30-year disasters. We have to start preparing uh, for resilient supply chains for these disasters. They're going to start coming faster. Yeah. Anyway. Reminds me of uh, that Citizen Fish song from <laughs> okay. 1998. Um, you're looking it up uh, yeah i found the lyrics oh uh, good so there was an album called millennia madness i don't know I've, i don't know the whole lyric so i don't know but you're talking about how everything's going to go faster so millennia madness came out in 1999 and it was called selected notes from the late 20th century and they had a song called faster Fast technology made a problem and advertised its own solution. Buy the latest, speed it all up, and drive off into science fiction. Longing for a new sensation, found one at the intersection. Adverts smiling for attention. Missing uh, the turning, blew the engine. Bought a new one, fueled for process. Link roads, linking speed to progress. Got there faster, missed the views. Lost the meaning, blew a fuse. Bought a new one, different shade of image on the screen. Displayed in car parks at the service station. Home from home disorientation. Cross the point of no admission. Commuter terminal collapse. Someone pull the plug on this one before the wire runs out and snaps. Get a spare one. It's too late. Half a headline in the paper. Someone drove too fast to mention. Here comes another edge to go over. Up to date but running on empty. Knew the risk, forgot to check. Heard, forgotten, and repeated. Social <laughs> scrapyard full of wrecks. Here's a new promotion tactic. Unplug that and plug in this one. He who hesitates is dated. Make the most of what we make it. Repeat, consume, and undervalue to the tune of double bluff. You say you don't need it, but you can't get enough. Are those lyrics? Those are lyrics. So the, are they singing that or are they rapping that? He's singing it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that's Citizen Fish? Yeah. Sounds like something Michael would write. It's interesting, <laughs> though, isn't it? It it's, is. It's it basically is. saying bye, bye, bye. That's what this Microsoft guy is saying. Yeah, bye, bye, bye our software. Yeah. <laughs> In di a different, different way. But, yeah, he's saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so he's it's a, here it is 20 years, 21, 22 years later. Uh, this this guy is uh, the Microsoft uh, salesman is really just uh, repackaging Citizen Fish lyrics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anyway, uh, all I like the final statement that uh, that Ron said here. Uh, while software alone can magically produce scarce raw materials or hire enough people to build and deliver supplies and goods, it can be part of a solution to help mitigate these kinds of crises in the future. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. So that's a really, really good. He says, yeah, the guy can be part of a solution. Uh, you do, can't ignore it. Uh, but you don't just assume it's going to solve everything. Yes. You've got to think about the entire supply chain. And as we said in our class, uh, think of business processes and how technology will enable the business processes. And together, uh, you have uh, accountability and design and also innovation. Mm-hmm. And I think in the future, the innovation is going to start coming much faster than it has in the past. And how do I know that? Citizen Fish told me back in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see that. I mean, uh, it's difficult to know what you're going to need. So it's difficult to know what to buy in terms of technological solutions to problems that will be happening in the future. I I can understand and appreciate that. That's why these manufacturing industries have been slow to adopt new technological solutions that sort of disrupt the way that they've done things for a long time. Um, the difficulty is when someone tells you, oh, but our solution is super easy to plug in. You'll see immediate results. All you have to do is just take a deep dive and buy it. And I think the question that manufacturers, the supply chain um, officers at companies will ask is, why should I believe you? Um, and they'll say, oh, just buy it and find out. Just implement the solution and find out. And a lot of times, it's like anything else in this world. I can buy a solo flex, but that doesn't mean I'm going to be ripped in six weeks. I have to use it, you know? <laughs> Got to use it. Yeah. You know how to use it. I could buy a treadmill, but I'm not going to be able to run a marathon uh, by Memorial Day. <laughs> like, they're just tools. And if you're good at using them, they could provide you an advantage. But if you're the type of company that says, well, what do we do? If we buy this, we'll be better. And you don't implement the usage of that appropriately, you're better off not buying it. Save your money. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that, that argument is very good, David, because uh, in, uh, in our supply chain classes, we, we address exactly that, that sometimes it's better to do things siloed because it does work mm-hmm. rather than, in, r- rather than, uh, uh, relying on high tech that you don't know how to use it. It's not time for that high tech and the high tech doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden you have something that works, albeit slow to move it to something that doesn't work, even though it's fast. Yeah. So you, you don't work things fast. So it's, it's a very good point, David. Or you may very not good. have the level of sophistication with your suppliers and then your customers where you need a solution this robust. Another good point. Uh, it's not just what you do. It's how the connections are made upstream and downstream in your supply chain. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? And so, and I can give a plug for this, the score model and uh, with uh, supply chain operations reference model that really pushes connectivity, interoperability and connectivity upstream and downstream. But then maybe Microsoft, uh, their their 365 Microsoft uh, product here, maybe maybe one tool and making that happen. Yeah, and like he says at the end, he's he mentions SAP and Salesforce. I was mentioning SAP and Oracle because I haven't been in the industry a long time. I think Salesforce has really become a cloud-connected ERP system that's very powerful in the industry. Um, so Microsoft is there, SAP, Oracle, Salesforce, they're all there. Mm-hmm. And like like I was saying earlier, 
I think that this Dynamics 365 supply chain will plug into SAP, plug into Salesforce, plug into Oracle, or plug into Microsoft if you're using them for your ERP. And um, so you're not disrupting. It's not a turnkey solution. So it may provide insights that you didn't have. But like you said, interoperability is key. One of the keys for them is if all of your suppliers and all of your customers are using this, if you're a midstream um, manufacturer, you know, you're a whip manufacturer, you get raw materials, you turn it into a whip item, you send it to uh, another manufacturer who turns it into a finished good that goes to the consumer market. Um, if everyone's on Microsoft Dynamics 365 supply chain operating on the same set of rules, you'll have a lot more clarity. If you're the only one using it, then you might as well be in that same manual siloed state as you were before. Right. Is there, it's, it's a good point. Yep. So we have challenges ahead of us in the supply chain area. And it takes people upstream and downstream all across the board uh, to bring uh, innovative solutions that understand the problems. Well, so there, there's there's a great need out there for supply chain professionals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, supply chain professionals maybe are the secret sauce, not some sort of software you can buy off the shelf. That's true. That's true. If you're going to spend that much money, spend that much money hiring some some uh, supply chain professionals mm -hmm. that know where and how to implement uh, not just this solution but other solutions and redesign and innovative uh, type solutions. And sometimes they're simple. Sometimes they're not they're not that that uh, uh, grandiose. Sometimes simple solutions could have just as much effect as the bigger solutions, and they'll set the stage for the bigger solutions. So mm -hmm. there's a lot more to it than just uh, a turnkey. Well, I think we've solved all of the world's problems this morning. I think we have too. And I'll play the outro music. This has been the Sons of Sequoia podcast live every Thursday at least. <laughs> on YouTube um, and also available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, and wherever you get your audio entertainment. Is there anything you'd like to say as we close this morning? Well, Sons of Sequoia have always said, and we will keep saying, keep on talking, but listen more than you talk and try to understand what the other people are saying. <laughs>